are listening to Manufactured with Kim von der Weert and Jessie Lee, a podcast about sustainability and the making of fashion. Join us every week in conversation with the people who manufacture what we wear. Hi, I'm your co-host, Jessie. And I'm your co-host, Kim. And we wanted to take a moment to introduce ourselves and the Manufactured podcast to you. I have traveled quite a few places in China, in Europe, and Southeast Asia. And the beginning of the whole trip started from a small town deeply in the middle of China, surrounded by mountains with a river passing by. That river nourishes hundreds and thousands of people living in this area. I had lots of good childhood memories with the river and the mountains nearby. My father loves animals. Influenced by him, we were a big fan of watching wildlife documentaries. And my mother loves uh, flowers and green leaves. However, that uh, makes me get used to see greens at home. So after graduated from university with a bachelor degree of foreign language, I hadn't decided yet what can be my life purpose and a lifelong focus. By chance, I stepped into supply chain of textile industry. I accepted a job from a third-party quality inspection company. From there, I started to build a deeper understanding of the connections between brands, factories, and third-party quality inspection companies. The experiences helped me to see the roles and responsibilities each party played in this part of supply chain, and also helped me to have an opportunity to work on brand side a few years after. Working as a merchandising manager for brand, I learned how valuable it could be to have a trustful partnership with the factories as Probably as everyone knows that coming with a great power, it is usually a great responsibility. Today, part of the responsibility can be so far away from a daily consciousness, especially if the production is located in a faraway country. As the merchandising manager leading a merchandising team, we received more and more pressure from the sales side about lowering the buying prices with the same or better quality and faster delivery. Eventually, I felt exhausted. I can't find the meaning anymore in my daily work. I quit the job, started a small business. A few years after, I started my digital nomad life for two years. And at the end of my wandering, I received an offer from a factory in Cambodia. Pactix is that factory. And Pactix is a very unique factory where I had spent very meaningful three years working as a product development manager, which is also the place I met Kim. Since I came to Cambodia, I lived in Sinrip. It's a town surrounded by forests and Tonglisa River. Yes, it's famous because of uh, Angkor Wat, but it's also famous by the forests that protect it and the Tonglisa River, which nourish so many people in this area. And it's a tropical climate here. I had lots of chances to observe so many species in my garden and everywhere I go. Species come and go with the timing of rainy seasons and dry seasons. For instance, there is a kind of frog. You only see it at the beginning of rainy season. I don't know where they where they went or where they go in the dry season. So by observing them and by reading lots of environment-related books and articles, I gradually realized we are at a critical moment. It's no more climate change. It's climate emergency. 
and fashion business. I still believe fashion business, and this is what I like. That fashion business is not just a business to provide clothes to people. It's also a business to help people to have dreams. It's a business about dreaming. However, it's also one of the dirty business on this planet. So, to make changes to this industry, we need to bring more understanding to people, understanding how this industry work, how the major pieces work together, how a brand. Place order. How order has been produced, manufactured, packed, and shipped across the oceans, and eventually displayed in shops. And all this bring a huge environmental impact to everyone, every species on this planet. On top of that, how can we make it more sustainable? If we like fashion business, if we think it's important, and if we think it's related to our life, our daily life, to everyone around, to every species on this planet, then how can we make it more sustainable? That vision eventually pushed me to quit my job as a PT manager and pushed me to happily take the chance to work with Kim as a co-host of Manufactured Podcast. My relationship to the fashion industry is a little bit different from Jesse's, but equally unconventional. My mom's American, and my father is from the Netherlands. I grew up all over the world. I went to three high schools, and I grew up living in Europe, North America, and Asia. I've always been driven by issues of social justice, which led me to McAllister College in Minnesota, a left-leaning hippie liberal arts school where my interest in the intersection between the global economy and social justice really took shape. I went on to do a master's in human rights in London, but it was the economic crisis. It was 2010, 2011. So after graduating, I took a more operational job with a social business, and for the first time, I had a little of my own money to spend. I was participating in the global economy as a consumer, and I became increasingly aware of how disconnected my professional ambition to somehow make the world a better place was from my private participation in the consumer economy. I wanted to do good, and yet with every pound I spent, I was supporting a global economic system I suspected was doing a lot of bad. I settled on the fashion industry in particular for three reasons: the scale of its social and environmental impact is mind-boggling, as Jesse mentioned. The second reason is that it primarily employs women, and the third reason was a little bit selfish, and I wanted to know if I needed to live out the rest of my days in potato sacks because I really love fashion. And meanwhile, I'd gotten myself a Cambodian boyfriend, who's now my husband, who'd been made redundant at his job. And without a job, he couldn't afford to keep his London room. We were faced with a choice: he could go to Paris and stay with relatives while looking for a new job, or I could also quit my job and we could move to Cambodia together. In hindsight, I'm not sure how we concluded that the second option was the most reasonable, but we did. I guess I wanted to understand how the exchange of goods connects us to people so geographically far from wherever we are, and how the distribution of wealth across this invisible chain could be redistributed. I felt that if I really wanted to try and get into the sustainable fashion space and be effective, I had to understand production. I wanted to inhabit a part of the supply chain that was unfamiliar to me. I wanted to be outside my comfort zone. I wanted my assumptions to be challenged. And this is how I went from a bleeding liberal with a degree in human rights to a garment factory manager in Cambodia. While I was in Cambodia, I managed two very different kinds of production facilities. The first one was an independently owned zero waste production facility, producing primarily for its own brand called Tonle. So this was quite an unusual environment. And the second was Pactix, a company producing soft eyewear accessories for the luxury industry. 
Fast forward five years and I've left my job as general manager of a garment factory and have been thinking about how to share these unique experiences and the inspiring people whose paths I crossed and their insights into what sustainable fashion requires with you. And that's where this podcast comes in. So what do factory managers think about sustainability? What is a master planner? What is a merchandiser or a textile engineer? What are their jobs? What role do they serve in the fashion supply chain? How do they connect with other levels of fashion supply chain? And what are their challenges? We're so disconnected from the making of the things we use every day. Talking about sustainability requires a better understanding of how fashion is mass-produced. In sustainable fashion spaces, we often hear about brands and about workers, but there is so much in between. For instance, uh, logistic part, for instance, distribution centers, for instance, packing, for instance, inspection companies. We've been lucky to have front row seats to the fashion supply chain, and we want to bring that to you. Whether you're a fashion lover, a consumer, a sustainable fashion advocate, or an industry insider looking for frank and open conversations with your counterparts in a different part of the world. Join us in our quest to illuminate the fashion supply chain and change the industry we love for the better. New episodes will be released every Tuesday. Subscribe on our website, manufacturedpodcast.com. Or find us on Instagram at manufactured underscore podcast. And thanks for listening. We hope you'll tune in again soon. Mm-hmm.